previously on the Dice Girls. I will turn into a gnome, and then we will have a gnome to give to Carmos. <laughs> that's it. That's the plan. <laughs> Trigus and I should probably take most of your weapons. Is there anywhere you could hide, like, a dagger or something? Yeah, I'll take one of my daggers and slip into my boot. We should we should probably tie you up now, right? Uh, Trigus, you have that rope of inconvenience? Here it is. These three are going to escort you to our high priestess, Sadie. She will be very interested in your gnome friend. You hear him kind of mutter to Harold, I don't like these guys. We should kill them and tell Sadie we found the gnome ourselves. All right, let's go on three. They're going to kill us. <laughs> Did Trigus's warning come in time? If our party kills the deacons, will they be able to find Sadie? And most importantly, how many more times can Rachna throw Kai around? You're about to find out. With sugar and spice and a roll of the dice, you're listening to The Dice Girls. Are you Satan? Uh, <laughs> Rachna is obviously shocked uh, looking at Trigus. She snaps her head around to look at the two behind the, behind her and reaches for her axe with her free hand. You can see that they're like, they're ready to attack, but because Trigus heard them, they are not going to get the surprise on you guys. Satari also whips around to see what's going on and we're going to roll for initiative. Oh, I'm tied up, but... <laughs> <laughs> roll for initiative, <laughs> Eight. Two plus oh. four. Oh, yeah, add your initiative. Twelve. Minus two. <laughs> I got a zero. Does that mean I die? Does that mean she doesn't go at all? <laughs> no. I got 13. So, Trigus shouts that they're going to attack. Everyone kind of whips around and, like, just for a second, like, sees what's going on. You can see that Harold and Breas are clearly about to attack you guys from behind. Rachna, you get to go first. Can you tell me about the area that we're in? Uh, it's a wooded, heavily forested area, um, and you're on kind of like a small overgrown path. It's, it's kind of close quarters into the woods, but you were still able to be like in your... You didn't have to go single file, so the path is wide enough for like three people or so. So we got like some brush or bushes and stuff nearby? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, so what I would like to do is... Throw me at them like a bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> Throw her at them like a bowling ball. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know if this helps at all, but when you're in combat, when we're in like, it's called bullet time, mm-hmm. each turn that you take is approximately six seconds long. Okay. So you've got about six seconds worth of time to do a movement and an action. I'm going to throw Kai into the bushes and properly reach for my axe. And I'm going to try to intimidate them. Okay. With uh, words. With words. Okay. <laughs> yes. We're going to have you do two rolls. The first one, we're going to roll for dexterity to see how Kai fares in these bushes. <laughs> okay. Because you're tossing a tied up person yeah. to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> um, how well do you do that? So roll me a dex check. But the rope doesn't actually hold her because it's just a, it's a little front, too, right? It's a little but too I short. mean, my I'm still bound. Okay, so like I could, still can't yeah. like brace. <laughs> yeah. For okay. This I'm sorry in advance for this roll. <laughs> a fifteen. Oh. <laughs> and then add dexterity. Yeah. Plus one. So sixteen. Yeah. Okay. You don't land on your face. Great. <laughs> yes. Uh, you land in a pretty non-painful way. It's it's not pleasant. It doesn't feel great. And you don't take any damage. Okay, cool. <laughs> Yay. You've pretty successfully tossed Kai into the bushes. What are you doing to intimidate them? You I, you said you reached for your axe. Yeah. 
Actually, I'll just I'll just completely pull out my axe. Okay. And you don't want to fight us. You will not win. Okay, um, Ragnar, roll me an intimidation check. 18. Ooh. Uh, I have plus two in intimidation. And do I do my plus one in charisma? Because intimidation is a charisma. Yes. Or, so 21. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fight over. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Breus and Harold immediately look like they regret their decision. They turn around and start running away. <laughs> they had been reaching for their weapons, but they they turn. They're terrified. They, you're assuming they're running back towards the church. Satari, however, she was kind of behind you. You had to turn around to face them. She didn't really see. I mean, she heard what you said. She didn't really see the whole spectacle. And, and she just sees her friends running away and she's just... She's angry. She says, those idiots never get anything done the right way. We're going to say that you're still in initiative, and Kai, it's your turn next. Oh, I don't have any of my stuff. <laughs> oh, and you're in the bushes. Yeah, I'm in the bushes. Um, yeah, you're in the bushes, but your rope, uh, when you landed, uh, it came untied. Oh. And so you are free. I think I'm just going to stay in the bushes and, like, not do anything. Okay, and that makes it her turn next. Satari is... She pulls out a scimitar, um, and she's going to swing it at Rachna for scaring away her teammates. Cool. Fine by me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She hits you with this scimitar, and Rachna, you take six damage. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. Okay, hang on. I didn't do the thing where I say I'm in a defensive stance. And I think, as we said last time, that, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's okay. kind of a given. Yeah. Although, like, pulling out your axe and, like, standing there and, and yelling something intimidating sounds like a defensive stance to me. Yeah. Uh, but I have to read how this works again so <laughs> that I can see if I need to do anything. I can make opportunity attacks without using my reaction, but I can also use my reaction to make a melee attack against a creature that moves more than five feet within my reach. And I imagine she would have to to hit me. <laughs> So yes, she still hits you, and you still take six points of damage. Okay. But you get a reaction, which is kind of basically a bonus attack right here. So I just roll to see if I hit. Mm-hmm. A nine plus strength and proficiency. Correct. Right? So that's 14. You do hit her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, roll for damage. One. <laughs> plus strength. Plus strength. So that would be four. Okay, so you do four, uh, so you, you hit her with your axe. She's not super happy about it. And so that was your reaction. That was her turn. Now it's Talon's turn. Um, and Talon has, has pulled out his own scimitar. He also is carrying a scimitar. He's angry. He's like kind of puffed up and he is just going to take a big giant swing at Satari. He misses. (laughs) And now it is Trigus's turn. Uh, Bane. Perfect. So, just so you have now one passed. bane. Okay. Wait, <laughs> have I done more today? No. I get one bane. <laughs> one bane, please. So you're casting bane on Satari, correct? Yes. And she has to make a charisma saving throw? Yes. Okay. She fails her saving throw, so you successfully cast bane on her. Okay. What does bane do? <laughs> just gonna ask you what does that look like because that sounds really interesting to me basically you have made it so it's harder for her to it to hit you guys to attack you guys oh i i surround her with water (laughs) and she's like just flailing but it's just so (laughs) slow because it's she's in liquid i'm okay with that yeah Yeah. Yeah. and there's fish (laughs) (laughs) okay all right 
I like that a lot. Okay, and so she does minus 1d4 for attacks or saves. Ragna, it is now your turn. She's um, pretty shocked at being surrounded by water suddenly, but she's she's very angry. But it, you hear her do like a scream of rage. Are we going to kill her? I don't think we should, because then how are we going to find the woman? How are we going to explain that we killed her? So do you like try to tie her up? Because if you've got my stuff, I've got some rope. Dudes, I think we got to kill her or she's going to kill us. Just kill her. She's the most competent one. We kill her and leave the other two alive. Carmos still has two of his deacons, but they're the two worst ones. I think that would be advantageous for us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. (laughs) We're not actually trying to join them. (laughs) 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 Totally forgot about that part. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're not. Okay. So she had attacked me after her friends already ran away. Mm -hmm. So I am going to, uh, I'm going to attack her. And before I do, I'm going to say, you shouldn't have picked this fight. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Four. She couldn't hear you through the water. <laughs> a four plus three plus two? Nope, you still missed. <laughs> Sorry. That was so cool, though. That was really cool until you missed. <laughs> uh, and Stupid she just... D&D logic. <laughs> <laughs> she snarls at you. And Kai, it's your turn. I'm going to stay hidden. Okay. Uh, so it's her turn, and she is going to swing again. <laughs> Why? Because you can help us, though. <laughs> but, okay, so, like, if that Sadie person can, like, slay, is, like, all-knowing or whatever, can see us. Oh. Oh. I don't want to make it look like I'm helping you. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> stay in the bushes. <laughs> uh, Satari is swinging at Rachna with her scimitar. And she crit fails. Yes. She trips over her own two feet and uh, lands on her face. And she is now prone. She's not looking great in great shape. So wildly swinging her scimitar at you. And it is now Talon's turn. And he is, he's still very angry and he swings at her while she's on the ground. And he gets her (laughs) pretty good. And he does six damage to Oh, her. good. Woo. Yeah. And now it is Trigus' turn. Is she still alive? Yes. Oh, okay. So I take out my long sword and I heft it over my head and I say, trust the Gordon's fishermen. <laughs> and then I just slice down <laughs> on her face. Trigus turned into a murder machine. <laughs> and I kind of love it. <laughs> okay. I'll do anything to protect my people. <laughs> I love it. Okay, Trigus, go ahead and... Uh, oh, I have to roll. I thought it was just... You have to just... roll. You roll to oh, see that's right. or not. It's going to be good. 18. Ooh, you definitely hit her. Uh, roll for damage. Is that the triangle? No. Um, what are you... Your oh, eight. eight. It's an eight. Yeah. A seven. Oh, no, it's, it's a, a one. one. <laughs> Plus your strength. Plus oh. your strength. Okay. Two, so it's a two. One plus one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay yes. Yeah. So you uh, you deal two damage to her, and she looks confused by your song <laughs> from the ground. Uh, it's Rockna's turn. Uh, okay, I'm gonna try to finish her off. I assume I don't know how damaged she is. I'm gonna hit her. <laughs> She's starting to look a little raggedy. Fifteen. Nice. You hit her. Cool. And I do this damage. (laughs) 
which is a seven yes. plus three, ten. You do ten damage to her, and she's she looks pretty rough. She's uh, definitely bloodied. She's pretty scuffed up, but she's still alive. Uh, and now it's Kai's turn. <laughs> Stayin'. All right, it's her turn. She's kind of stumbling a little bit. Uh, she is going to swing at Talon this time. In PC fight. <laughs> <laughs> she super misses. <laughs> she swings her scimitar pretty wildly, and she kind of swings it, like, as she's standing up. And so she kind of, like, stumbles a little because she doesn't quite have her balance. And she deals five damage to herself. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, she is really on her last leg here. She's pretty rough. And Talon, seeing that she's pretty bloodied up, is gonna take his turn to run over to the bushes and check on Kai. And he kind of like leans over to the bushes, like, "Dude, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Dude, this is crazy." <laughs> And that's what he's going to do with his turn, and it's now Trigus' turn. Okay. Finish her. Okay. I guess I'll continue with my longsword and just whirl it over my head and then smash it down on her. Nice. Yeah. I'll roll a d20. 16. You hit her. And how much damage do you do? D8. Let's see. Four. Plus Oh, five. She dies. Yeah! What does it look like? I think that's Triggis' first kill. I think it is, too. Was she... She was standing kind of... She was standing perfect. Because here's what happened. (laughs) (laughs) As the the sword hits her and deals that fatal blow, she kind of grabs her heart. And then she kind of... Like, her head starts to spin around as she loses her balance, and then she just falls to the ground and it looks amazing Uh, that's really (laughs) awesome and i love that yeah yes so that happens and um this tiefling satari is now on the ground oh this is bad let the corpse (laughs) oh is that coming from the bushes (laughs) (laughs) check for gold (laughs) me still do you do that yes i mean you killed her yes (laughs) if you want to um, so, so she has her, her rapier. Uh, she has a scimitar. Um, she has a crossbow. If you want to take any of those, you can. All of it. <laughs> you already have a rapier. I do? Yeah. Okay. Um, she also has 30 gold on her. Yes. Um, and not much else. Okay, so I take the gold and all the weapons. Can I carry it all? I was going to say, we're, we're maybe approaching. How about if I promise to not ever take anything again? <laughs> Don't do that. Well, Something just don't take what you already have. I mean, you probably, I mean, the crossbow. Yeah, I, I, take the, take the I take the crossbow and her necklace. Is she wearing a necklace? Yeah, okay. she is now. It was, it's worthless, but yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I think it's pretty. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I, we can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You now have a pretty necklace. Okay. And 30 gold. That's worthless. Okay. <laughs> and um, some weapons. Yes. Okay. So I just took the crossbow, right? Okay. Only? Okay, yeah. That's more reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> I have a crossbow, you guys. <laughs> Do you anything to fire? She has bolts on her. Okay. Hey, guys, you should tie me back up. Yeah, you hear that coming from the <laughs> I will tie you back up. But don't make it look friendly in case that's... I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Talon, in the meantime, 
meantime, is kind of dragging Satari's body off the side of the path. Oh, good call. To hide it in the bushes. Is everyone all right? I can hear. I think I am. Uh, we took some damage, but... I have two hit points against me or whatever you call it, so... I would like to use lay on hands. <laughs> Who are you using it off? Trigus took the most damage, right? I mean, only... Didn't you take six? Yeah, yeah. I'm 12 HP. How much? How many HP do you have? He has 13. Okay, so I have a pool of healing power that replenishes when I take a long rest. Um... With that pool, I can restore a total number of HP equal to my paladin level times five. So as an action, I touch the creature and draw from the pool to restore HP up to the maximum amount remaining in my pool. Paladin level times five. So I have ten in my pool and I can restore up to ten, right? Yes. Okay, so I'll restore the six that I'm missing. Okay. So I'm back up to 18 HP. Cool. And that means I have four left in my pool brain. I'm fine. Okay. I'm just gonna... (laughs) I could heal you the other two with my spell again. I mean, it doesn't take a spell slot or anything. Okay, as long as it doesn't waste any of your stuff. No, I I would go from four in my pool to two in my pool. Okay. That's it. Because you're only down two damage, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so everyone is uh, healed back up. Is Talon hurt? (laughs) No, Talon didn't take any damage. Okay, I feel bad. No, he's, he's my bro, and I forgot about him. <laughs> he's good. like three times. <laughs> he's good. Okay. Talon, uh, he has dragged Satari's body off to the side of the path, and he kind of like he comes back out and, and kind of like brushes his hands off. And Trigus has tied um, Kai back up. I'm assuming. Yes. Yes, with the rope. Talon kind of looks at him and says, "What now?" A little knife comes out of his sleeve as well. None of these knives are guns. None of these knives are guns. I have a gun. Dreams, dreams of Endo. Dreams of leaving this place. Hello there, and welcome to Coruscant Nights. Coruscant Nights is an actual play RPG podcast set during the Clone Wars era of the Star Wars universe. On Coruscant Nights, our goal is to bring as many different voices to the table as we can. Fight back. I. What, what do I do? How do I do? How do I do that? Just hit it. Hit it with your special arm. Okay. One of them starts walking up to you and grabs the jacket that you're still wearing by the collar. I really wish you hadn't done that. Why? Grab my repulsor fist and smack him right in the face. Hey there, Darcelings. It's Becca. It's time for another couple of quick announcements before we jump right back into the action. The first thing I want to say today is a huge, huge thank you to Jams Can Draw for our gorgeous character portraits. We have posted them on our social media pages. They are also on our website. They are absolutely stunning and we are so much in love with them. Please go check out Jams Can Draw. You can find them on Twitter. You can find them on Instagram under that name. They do such an amazing fantastic, mind-blowingly good job. We are absolutely in love. Thank you so much. Also want to say a huge thank you to Julia, our newest patron on Patreon. Yeah, I said that right. (laughs) I questioned myself. Our newest patron on Patreon, Julia, thank you so much for pledging to be our patron. We really appreciate it and we hope you enjoy the extra content that you're going to be getting because we post a lot on there. If you want to join Julia and become a patron, it is patreon.com slash the dice girls. We're excited for a couple of different things. I take that back. We're excited for a lot of things, Um, but two of the 
most current things that we're excited about are we have an upcoming live stream that we're going to be doing with Critical Bits, and they're going to be doing their own Patreon launch coming up this Saturday. It's going to be, let me get the date here, it's going to be February 16th, and it's going to be at 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We're super excited for it, so make sure you check it out. And the other thing we're super excited about is something that we launched ourselves called Eel Mail, aka Mail from the Fairy Eels. Basically, we've trained the fairy eels to send messages back and forth. And what that translates into is you have the opportunity to pop a little personal message right here in our podcast. Uh, During the solos, you can say happy birthday, wish someone a happy anniversary, congratulate them on something. And you can do that for only $20. So if you would like to look into that a little bit more, you can find the details on our website. It's thedicegirlspodcast.com. And then it's under the support us menu. So email is something that we're super excited about and very much looking forward to. And who knows, maybe you could be the first one. Thank you for everyone who listens. Thank you for tweeting about us. Thank you for posting about us on social media. Thank you so much for everything. You all are absolutely incredible. And we are so, so grateful for you. And now I'm going to stop babbling and let y'all get back to the show. So we're kind of on a path. Continue on the path. <laughs> yeah, our two options are to continue on the path or to try and go back to Carmos. I keep wanting to try and call him Carmax. <laughs> <laughs> it's fault. <laughs> So you continue uh, down the path, and after maybe 10 more minutes or so, you come to a small, uh, ornate-looking house in the middle of this grove of trees. I knock on the door. (laughs) (laughs) And after a moment, you hear some footsteps from the other side of the door, and the door opens, and you see an ashy gray tiefling. She's got long, straight purple hair. She's wearing a pendant, and it's in the shape of a symbol of Asmodeus, but like it's a little bit lopsided, one of the sides is longer than the others and her lips kind of curl up into a coy smile as she sees you she looks at the four of you well 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 what do we have here hello are you satan (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) you must be sadie I see you must have heard of me. Apparently my reputation precedes me. What can I do for you today? We were sent here by... We were sent here by Karmos. I see. And why would Karmos send me visitors? We need to test a gnome. Do you now? And she looks at Kai. I see that you do have a gnome with you. Is this for me? Yes. Perfect. You know, I need as many of them as you can get me. It's getting much harder to find them now. I think they must have gone into hiding. Speaking of, where did you find this one? Are there more where she was? Which family is she part of? We didn't ask it any questions. Tell me, Gnome. She looks at Kai. Do you know where Wolfric is? No. Who is Wolfric? Wolfric is someone I've been looking for. Perhaps the little bit of torture you'll tell me where he is. I already know what town he's hiding in, so there's no use keeping it from me. I'm sorry I've been so rude. Would you like to come in and join me for some tea before I start extracting information from the gnome? We can help you find Wolfric. Well, that's what the gnome is for. Of course. We can sit and chat a minute if you'd like. I'm fascinated to hear your story. And she looks at your eyes. 
It's a very unusual mark that you have. I believe I've seen it before, once upon a time. I'm interested to hear a little more about it. Won't you come in? And she steps back and gestures. I'm nervous. We'd love to. Yeah, the four of you enter her house, and Talon kind of brings up the rear. He's he's kind of scoping it out. You can see um, it's it's pretty fancy in there. She's got a lot of ornate little trinkets and baubles, and she kind of likes shiny things, it looks like. Um, she goes to the kitchen area and starts to kind of hum to herself as she makes you some tea, and she leaves you for momentarily in the living room. And Talon kind of leans in. Do we have a plan here, dudes? Nope. <laughs> Sounds like she wants to torture Kai. We can't let her torture Kai. No. Should I do my fish stick thing on her? <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. She's probably a lot more powerful than us. Yeah. I don't know that we want to get into a fight. Probably a bad idea. Um, Should I pretend that I like her? Yes. Okay. Maybe we just need to get as much information out of her as we can before anything happens. So after a moment, she comes back from the kitchen and she's got some cups of tea that she has on a little tray and she leads you to kind of like a dining area, a small dining area, uh, where you all sit around her table. And when you're all seated and you all have tea in front of you, Kai, you're not sitting at the table. Yeah, I assume. She, you don't have tea. I don't she have tea. <laughs> she didn't make you any tea. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of just ignores you. She kind of pretends that you're not there. And when you're all seated around the table, she says, Now, I'm dying to ask you some questions, but guests always come first. Is there anything that you'd like to know about our church? Or, or uh, what interests you particularly in, in our church? Do you have any, any concerns or questions about um, becoming members? What is your mission? My mission personally, dear, or the church's mission? I'd like to know both. Oh, I see. Well, the two intersect each other. As you may have heard me mention, I'm I'm searching for someone. His name is, is Wolfric. I have unfinished business with him, and I'm very interested in finding out where he might be. What kind of unfinished business do you have? Let's just say that I knew him in what feels like a previous life. And he owes me a great debt that I intend on collecting on. I think we may be able to help you with that. I know you've said that's why you bring other gnomes here, but we've been hired a few times in the past to help people who were searching for others. And I'd say we're quite good at our jobs. Maybe we can have some sort of uh, agreement here. Rule persuasion. Oh. I don't know why I keep doing this to myself. <laughs> What's my persuasion? Oh, nothing. Charisma plus one. It's a five. (laughs) Uh, Sadie kind of smirks a little bit at your suggestion. That is extremely hospitable of you, but I assure you, I have the most talented trackers already on the search. I hope they're not anything like Carmos's deacons. (laughs) Oh, no, dear. No, no, no. Those three imbeciles are more of Carmos's friends than anyone who I would choose to work for me. 
Are you a separate entity from the church? It's actually quite interesting. Many of the members of the church have built the church in order to worship me. And who am I to say no to such admiration from my fellow tieflings, especially when I can offer them so much? Like tea? Tea is one of the many things I can offer. But your trackers have not found Wolfhound, and if they have not found him yet, they are not very good. We are much better. Wolfric is a bit of an expert when it comes to hiding. My trackers have at least narrowed down the town that he is in, so I'm hoping that I will find him very soon. I only require a little more information, which I'm hoping I can extract from this gnome that you have brought me. Where is Kai during all this? That's a good question. She has kind of been left to her own devices. She's. You guys are sitting around the dining room table. She would have probably left you in the living room. <gasps> Find yeah. the secret and you said room. She was ignoring her. Yeah, she's so. ignoring. Find her. the secret room. Secret rooms in the church. It is. Ah. <sighs> Can I do like a perception check? Yeah. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> plus. Oh, yeah. Do you have anything uh, in perception? Yeah. Oh yeah, plus. Four minus one. Oh, plus three. <laughs> so ten. So ten. You're looking around the living room, and it's not that you notice something in particular, but you notice that she doesn't have many things or anything, really, that also has the symbol of Asmodeus on it. And that strikes you as a little strange, because when you were in Carmos's office and in the church, they seem to wear that symbol with pride and put it on a lot of their belongings. And you notice that in her living room, she doesn't really have any symbols of Asmodeus anywhere. Can I give her like bardic inspiration? Yeah, that's good. Bardic inspiration. Okay, so what does that give me though? Basically, um, you gain a d6 and once within the next 10 minutes, you can roll that dice and add the number that you rolled to any ability check. Oh, okay, cool. Or attack roll or saving throw. And ability and check would include, like, my persuasion. And stuff. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Talon is pretty quiet during this whole thing. You guys have spent time with him, and so you can tell by looking at him that he is trying to hide anger. He is very perturbed by this woman. So where exactly did you say you found this gnome? In a bush. Can you be a little more specific? I think it was a juniper. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, he's right. We did find the gnome in the bushes, but it was just outside of Narstad. Uh, it seemed that she was fleeing the city. Oh, what good luck that you found her then. Do you have any other questions about the church at all? How do you become a member? Well, there's not, there's not a, a ritual or anything of that sort. You show interest and you show uh, a sign of good faith, which we can count your gnome as that, I'm sure. Not many of our congregation have been able to bring us gnomes uh, recently. They seem to have gotten smart and, and are, I'm sure, hiding somewhere. But if you are interested in joining the church, I think we would be happy to have you as members. Can you tell me more about Asmodeus? Absolutely. A very, very long time ago, a human made a pact with Asmodeus, and as part of payment for that pact, uh, Asmodeus's essence became infused in our bloodline. Which is why many of us have the looks that we have today. It's thanks to him. Every tiefling has some of the essence of Asmodeus in his or her blood. So you, you're filled with Imodium. What does that mean? Well, for, for now, it, it doesn't mean much. It just gives us our appearance. But 
I think some very interesting things might be in store. Things like what? Well, part of the reason I'm looking for Wolfric is he knows some secrets, some ancient secrets, that I believe will help, let's say, strengthen the essence of Asmodeus in our blood to make us more powerful, to give us more sway over the way of the world. The core cause of our congregation is dedicated to finding Wolfric to help us become stronger. I see. So you mentioned your your team who is searching for Wolfric and that they had narrowed it down to a certain place. What? Where was that? Was that where we found our gnome? It was not where you found your gnome, no. Um, no offense, I'd prefer to keep that information to myself for now. It's of course. quite sensitive. I can't... I don't want to send you running off to some random city looking for Wolfric, um, and I've already got a team in place. I understand. What can the church and what can Ismodius do for us if we help you? Well, I understand, obviously, that you're not tiefling, so we wouldn't be able to strengthen anything in your blood. But let's just say that being on the good side of the tieflings will be very beneficial to you once we are stronger, in many, many ways. Now, this has been a lovely, lovely chat. I'm so glad that we've we've gotten to know each other a little better. But I have a gnome to try and get some knowledge from. Would you like to stay and watch? This part is a lot of fun. Killing them is even more fun, to be honest. Though I usually prefer to do that in my private quarters at the church. It makes it a little more intimate. And she touches the small... Asmodeus pendant that she's wearing around her neck. And you see Talon absolutely trembling with anger. His fists are clenched in rage. And he shoves back his chair and stands up and draws his weapon. Oh, Talon!